What a filthy job. Could be worse. How? Could be raining. Do you ever have one of those times in your life when you think, ah, things can't get any worse? Maybe the dog died and a parent's ill and you lost your job and then your car breaks down or something else. It's just the tip of the iceberg. And I've, when I've worked with clients who've had those moments, and of course I've had my moments like that too, we all have, uh, but they usually call it like the holiday from hell or the vacation or the family visit from hell or the family camping trip from hell. So think about those times in your life. How do you deal with things when you just feel totally overwhelmed? You, you can't even get a toehold into where to begin to solve a problem. And that's a problem that we all face. How do you break things up so that you can kind of get on top of things again? Figure out, come up with a strategy, an action plan in order to dig yourself out of that ditch. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. You can give me a call. My number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. You can ask me any question that you would ask a counselor or a therapist. It's free advice. Again, my number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. Right now, I'm going to turn to our after hours line, and we have an interesting phone call from a woman who's a caretaker and uh, of an aging parent, and all would be well except for her siblings. Do you have sibling issues in your life or caretaker issues? Stay tuned. What do you do if you've uh, taken care of a uh, ill parent and you have family members that uh, you're supposed to be? left in charge of medical and different things uh, for your parent and you have this other siblings that are trying to push their way in and do it their way and just be, you know, bullying you out of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, just wondering, you know, how do you go about handling the over-aggressive siblings? Thank you. Okay. My guess is that you've had these same over-aggressive siblings your whole life. Well, let's pretend it's a brother and a sister. And my guess is you've grown up with them and you already have developed strategies of dealing with them. And they may not be the best strategies for you. It may be that you give in. So if they say, well, this is the way we're doing it. And I'm telling you, mom's going into assisted living. Or mom's got to stay with you. I can't. I live in California. You know, you live in Wisconsin and mom's in Wisconsin. There's no way I could take her in. I have a full-time job. So you need to take care of her. This is the way we'll work it. Now, just because a sibling comes on like a steamroller with moral certainty, with a strong voice, with self-assurance, doesn't mean that they have to call the shots. In fact, you can name that very issue. You can say... You know, mom put me in legal charge of her affairs, and I've decided that mom is going to, and then you fill in the blank. Hopefully, you'll pick the best, most rational decision for yourself and for people involved. Mom is going into assisted living. I can't afford to keep her in the house emotionally. I've got the three kids underfoot, and it's just too much for me to take care of. As much as you would like this, we're going to use some of her money to put her into assisted living, even if it eats up all of her money. And the siblings say, no, you can't do that, you know. And they may not be able to say, we want our 
our inheritance, but that may be the undertone that's going on. And you may say, well, you're welcome. Another alternative I'll throw out there is that you can take care of mom if you want. Oh, well, we couldn't possibly do that. But, you know, mom really wants you to take care of her. We told her she would never be put into a home, and now you're putting her into assisted living. And you need to be able to hold your own. Um, we have a case of a friend of ours who has a, an elderly parent, and she promised the parent, as a mother, that she would never put her into a nursing home. And of course, she nursed her other, her in-laws, her in-laws at her own home when they were dying. And so she's got an elderly parent at home. The only problem is, is that the parent is very cantankerous. The parent is um, really losing it and is like 70 pounds and won't, refusing to eat and just making a mess of her, um, ma you know, just very difficult to live with. And so my, uh, this, my friend decided that, yes, yeah, she, she's, she looked into assisted living and of course she may need a nursing home soon, but she made the decision that she would stay home with her parents but that her siblings, her siblings who helped have given her zero help, her siblings would have to pay her for her lost income if she stays home. And so she presented that to the siblings, and at first they whined and moaned, and she held her ground, and that's what they do now. They pay her for the lost income, and she stays home and is nursing the parent, you know, and that's that's another choice. We used assisted living, and I highly recommend that if you can afford it because it saves the, it gives the parent the dignity of not being a burden to the child, and it gives you the freedom to enjoy that parent and not have not burn out prematurely I mean especially if if, if they have a prolonged illness um, it's a very difficult choice to make but if you can make it supportively and lovingly it can be done very well so um, I hope that helps uh, what you again just to sum up what you need to do with your siblings is that you don't want to assume unearned guilt you know the, the what is the very best decision for a parent that's hard to make you want to learn assertiveness skills I role-played one but you want to be able to speak up for yourself assertively you want to name their method if they're bullying you if they're strong arming you you can say you know I hear you yelling on the phone why don't you call me back when when you feel a little more settled and can present your your situation better or this is the decision I've made and I've been given the legal uh, authority to do so. I, I hope we can talk about this. You don't want to alienate your siblings unnecessarily. Let's sit down and talk about this. If they are totally unreasonable, you can le use your legal arm. You know, I am in charge here, and I wish we could be on the same page. I understand that we're not, and I'm, not, and I'm going to move forward and go by my best judgment, which is what Mom wanted. It could be all the sibling issues are kicking up. There's a lot of jealousy around the fact that Mom chose you, possibly, or maybe there's guilt. Maybe they feel they're not doing enough or didn't earn Mom's trust, so they want to rush in at the last minute when she's uh, failing. And you also might want to look at yourself. There may be some self-doubts that make you capitulate to your siblings and just give in. There may have been some significant events in your past. I would get some counseling for yourself to help you learn the assertiveness skills because you'll have them for life. You'll have them to be able to deal with your siblings even after, say, your mom passes away. So hope that helps you out, your mom or your father. 
Um, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. And you can pick up the phone and call me anytime with any question you have that you would ask a counselor or a therapist. That means problems with a boss, problems with a coworker, problems with your siblings, problems with yourself. You just feel depressed or real anxious or you're uh, agoraphobic, you can't go out, you're, you may have um, a germ phobia, we may talk about that coming up. Again, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness, and coming up, coming up, we have a darling little boy who's got a germ phobia, afraid to touch things. And we also have Peter Schwartz, a journalist, who's an expert on selfishness, Selfishness, and you're going to be very surprised because selfishness doesn't mean being a brute, being a rotten person. Selfishness is something that's good for you. It's self-valuing, self-esteem. So if anyone's ever called you selfish at a time when you felt like you did nothing wrong, that could be precisely the case. You did nothing wrong. So stay tuned to listen to journalist Peter Schwartz also. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. No matter where you live, a wind-up radio should be part of your home emergency kit. It just makes sense to own a Free Play Plus. Order your Free Play Plus online at ccradio.com. That's ccradio.com. Or give Secret a call at 800-522-8863. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Playfulness enhances sexual enjoyment. Playfulness may involve good-natured teaching and mutually enjoyable games, tickling with feathers, blindfolding, strip poker. But do not make sex itself into something foolish or unserious. Do not undermine your joy with mockery or with a snicker. Sex is joyful and playful, but also serious in the sense that it reflects an intense and intimate form of valuing your partner. It should not be trivialized by either of you. However, what if you have a genuine complaint about something that turns you off sexually? How would you approach it positively? Try making a polite suggestion. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com. 